Greetings. Ahoy. <laughs> <laughs> we're back to Ahoy. All right. Back to Ahoy. It's like we're home again. That's that's the name of a different podcast. I think. <laughs> uh, so how, how are, are you, you today? I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. It's a, a sunshiny, lovely day. God is in heaven. All is right with the world. Even the things that are not right with the world are still right under the sovereign hand of God. That was a better answer than what I gave. Do you want to start over? <laughs> <laughs> How are you today? I'm wonderful. <laughs> or the Dave Ramsey response, which I appreciate greatly, better than I deserve. Well, that is true. Is I will agree. With, I will agree. With that for more. all of us who are alive and not in hell. Yes, sir. So. Uh, we've already talked a minute about uh-huh. how we are. I always forget when we do these 10 minute podcasts that they're 10 minutes. They go quick. So, they do. So without further ado, uh, I will try to rein it in here. And uh, what, are, what are we going to be talking about this week? Well, we're back in the book of Acts and we're in chapter 15 now. And we've seen some, some transition here over the last few chapters. We go from uh, from seeing the dynamic of uh, chapter 12, when uh, it, it, that's the, kind of the end of the focus on Peter, he comes up again this week, but it, it's sort of the end of the focus on Peter and, and uh, it shifts, the ministry shifts from a focus on the Jews to focus on the Gentiles in mm-hmm. chapter 13, as Barnabas and Saul are sent off on their, uh, on their mission and they go through, they get to Pisidian Antioch, uh, they, they end up... Um, coming to a place where they shake the dust off of their feet because uh, the Jews that they go to originally in Paul's words, didn't consider themselves worthy of eternal life. Uh, So they're turning to the Gentiles, which was always God's plan. It was a turning for them, uh, but it wasn't like God, you know, went to plan B. There is no plan B with God. He knows what he's doing. Um, And so then in chapter 14, we saw sort of the, the, the finish, the culmination of uh, their first missionary journey. We often refer to it as Paul's first missionary journey, but it was really the first missionary journey um, from the church at Antioch that sent out uh, Barnabas and Paul. And, and now uh, from here on out, uh, Saul is referred to as Paul. Um, we've been seeing that kind of mixed together. That that's, that transition in the book of Acts is made, whether that was an actual transition in his life or no, or just, you know, now that he's with more Gentiles, they refer to him as Paul rather than Saul. And when he's back with his Jewish homeboys, then they, you know, they refer to him as DJ Saul. Uh, so as they're moving forward here, I don't know if that's historically accurate. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. That's it's purely speculative. I'm not, um, but they may have. We don't have mm-hmm. anything that tells us that they didn't refer to him as DJ Saul. Uh, it's unlikely that he spent a lot of time uh, perfecting his record scratch as he was uh, doing that. But anyway, Interest- interestingly enough, and not a lot of people know this, but that was my nickname in high school. Yeah, well, <laughs> the odds were pretty good that that was going to happen. <laughs> so anyway, proceed. Now the, we're, we're just being silly here. <laughs> Uh, because it is a 10-minute podcast, and, and it's going to go by fast, so I should probably stop talking about uh, Saul being the DJ, and I'm the rapper. Anyhow, in 
in chapter 14, we kind of get a, a quick spin as they go uh, through. They, they preach at Iconium. They end up being persecuted and chased out of there. They go to Lystra, uh, where they uh, where we see God working a miraculous healing through uh, through Paul. And, and again, one of the things that, that makes these things stand out is it's not normal. Even in the book of Acts, uh, miraculous signs and wonders are not normal, and healings of this nature are not normal. They are the exception, not the rule. Very often, because we see them recorded here so so regularly going through, <clears throat> and it is a high percentage of the stories, um, it would seem unusually high if we compare that to our daily experience. But if we look at the stories that are recorded, you're covering a span of years, even decades, as you're going through this. That doesn't, you know, if, if you have five healings in five chapters, wow, that's huge. But if those five right. chapters cover 50 years, right. they're not recording all of the different, and they don't cover 50 years. I'm just throwing these numbers off. It, it changes the perspective of what's going on here. So because of the fact that Luke points out that while they were, uh, while they were there uh, in, in these places, God gives them, uh, you know, they're, they're in Iconium. They're having great success, but then some people, um, you know, kind of some of the Jews stir up the Gentiles and, and, and contradict them. So they stick around, stick it out, have this, uh, this dynamic going on there. And Luke points out that God gives them the grace, uh, gives them the, the power to do miraculous signs and wonders in confirming the message. So we see the purpose of miraculous signs and wonders. We also see the the non-normative nature of them, that this is an anomaly that God does to confirm the message of grace. They go on in Lystra to do that with this healed guy. Everybody's tripping. They're like, whoa, wait a minute. The gods have come down to us. So they call Barnabas Zeus. They call uh, Paul Hermes because he did most of the talking. <clears throat> they uh, work really hard to get these guys not to worship them and barely are able to keep them from, from sacrificing to them. And then it turns on a dime when some Jews come in and convince these same people who are about to worship them that, that uh, Paul and Barnabas are terrible. So they go from wanting to sacrifice to them to actually stoning Paul and dragging him outside the city, leaving him for dead. That's, that's a pretty big shift. That happens in yeah. real life, too. Not that, I mean, that's Israel life. I mean, contemporary life. Right. So what we see here in these historical accounts are, are reflections of the same dynamics, the same principles that we face here. You can be super respected one day and be a pariah the next. Right, right. For the gospel. And we've seen that with a variety of celebrities. You know, Tim Tebow was everybody's hero right. until everybody hated him. You know, they, they all turn not those of us who have insight and recognize that my dear brother Tim is a wonderful guy. But the that dynamic from being the darling of the sports world to everybody coming against him happened in a minute. And it was all because of the gospel, not because of anything else. They can, you know, talk about any number of things. It was about the gospel. And that's the same thing for us all the time. Anyway, uh, so they. They spin through, they finish, uh, they finish up, go back to Antioch. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, I'm, I'm just sitting here with my peanut butter toast and coffee, and the peanut butter is fighting. That seems like a bad choice for 
<laughs> when you want to talk. Yeah. So that uh, I made a point of having the peanut butter gone. It's like the old. It's like the old Got Milk commercial where the guy has a thing of peanut butter and then he calls into the radio station and wants to know who shot Alexander Hamilton. There you go. So that's. And he couldn't. So you made a mistake. Let's move on. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Uh, so we can discuss Hamilton in another podcast. Right. Anyhow, uh, so in chapter 15, uh, what we find is some some folks from the area surrounding Jerusalem, from Judea, uh, they come down to Antioch, which is now the new, it's not necessarily the seat of leadership of the church, but it's uh, sort of Paul's, Paul's headquarters. He and Barnabas have gone down there. Uh, this is where the, the missionary journeys are launching from. <clears throat> And some folks come down there and they're teaching the folks at Antioch, a mixture of Jew and Gentile. We're seeing a great Gentile response. So we're starting to see a shift from primarily Jewish to what appears to be becoming primarily Gentile. And they get down there to teach them folks coming from the, this Jewish region around Jerusalem. And they're teaching that unless you're circumcised, according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. Now, that's a pretty big deal, right? And, right? and verse 2 tells us that it brought Paul and Barnabas into sharp dispute and debate with them. So <clears throat> as this is progressing, the church is growing. Remember, these are still early stages of the church. You know, we, it hasn't gone beyond the area immediately surrounding the Holy Land. So it, it's spread from the Levant. So Antioch is in Syria. We're very close here in this uh, in this Holy Lands area. And it's just beginning. Chapter 14 showed the missionary journey, the first missionary journey that Paul and Barnabas go on. But they're just, you know, jumping over the corner of the, the sea. They sail over to, to Perga, but, but they haven't gone far. They're not spread out uh, a long way from Antioch. And already at this point, we're seeing some debate come up in the church with an understanding of doctrine. And specifically, the doctrine that has always been an issue between uh, the religious people and those who are committed to the gospel. This actually is very close to the heart of the Reformation in the 16th century, as, as we see, or in the 15th century. So, as we see, uh, all of these dynamics take place. Um, the the, the change here as they're growing, the Jews have, have rejected largely, so they've turned to the Gentiles. The Gentiles are growing, and yet more and more Jews are still coming to faith. Some folks came down from Judea. Now, what we don't know, and I don't know that there's a way to know, is whether these who are spreading this teaching were genuine believers who were confused, or whether they were if I can say infiltrators who are trying to find some sort of a um, syncretistic combination of Jewish belief and uh, Gentile belief and were not true believers. I tend to think it's a little bit of both that, you know, like, cause that's what we see in our experience today. There are folks right. who are teaching false teachings, right? who are believers but are confused. They've been right. misled. There are others who have false teaching because they're charlatans. They have bad intent. 
They're not people of goodwill. They're not guided by the Holy Spirit. So they're not convicted about these things. They are manipulating and teaching. We see people who are somewhere in the middle where they they sincerely believe what they are teaching, but they're not filled with the Holy Spirit. They're not of Christ. And, and so while they're teaching, they're not even saved, but they think they're saved and the people around them think they're saved. So they're, uh, and, and that's where we see, you know, these stories of megachurch pastors and, uh, you know, Christian musicians and, and authors and so on who, quote unquote, lose their faith and, and turn away. They, right. they had a form of belief, yet it, this, this form of religion, of belief, of faith was lacking in Holy Spirit power because they, they didn't belong to Christ. Those who belong to Christ have the spirit of Christ and the spirit does not leave. God doesn't rescind this, this adoption. His call is not temporary. His call is, uh, is something that we can count on. We're sealed, marked, guaranteed by the Holy spirit in our lives. So if we, if we see these dynamics take place, it's because they didn't belong to Christ, but I'm, I'm getting off on a different topic. What we see here is that this creates a wrestling within the church about, okay, what are the rules to live by? If I can use that phrase. So Paul and Barnabas are appointed to go from Antioch to Jerusalem to talk to the leadership. It's important for us to recognize Paul, Paul and Barnabas are sent by the church leadership council. If it does, they're not called that here, but we can, we can make that that leap in Jerusalem. Paul is not the leader at this point. Maybe we think of him that way. He's not. So they go to Jerusalem to say, hey, here's what's happening. Well, this is a problem. And bear in mind also, Paul was a Pharisee. He was the best rule keeping guy there was. That's what he did. And they're coming and saying, look, this idea of keeping the Old Testament rules of trying to do all of these customs and traditions, it's completely opposite of everything that, that we are teaching and preaching about the gospel. Everything that, that uh, Jesus taught, everything that the apostles are teaching, it's contrary to that. We're going backwards. So they go and they have this sit down with the council and they end up drafting a letter to send uh, down to Antioch and out to the churches as far as how this stuff should go. All right. Well, we will talk more about that uh, in your sermon on Sunday, and you can check that out uh, if you're not in the area on our Facebook page or YouTube page uh, at 10.04 a.m. We'll do a live stream, and then we will talk more about this next week on Tuesday. So any any closing thoughts, Rich? Yes. Don't have peanut butter toast prior to a podcast. Words to live by. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next time.